It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. From COVID-19 to climate chaos, climate engineering, supply chain collapse, including our food from every source, what cards will the global controllers play next as their desperation to maintain their total control goes exponential? If you didn't like how 2021 turned out, you're definitely not going to like 2022. Question, how far will we make it into the new year without a total obliteration of our pre-COVID-19 reality? But was that former reality so wonderful for the majority of the global population? Not so much. Yes, many were and still are completely attached to the matrix, but it was never sustainable, not even close. And those in power are all too aware of that fact. Was that former reality in any way okay for what's left of the web of life? No, not at all. Many have falsely convinced themselves that if it wasn't for COVID, and if they had just managed to get their candidate into office, we would have all lived happily ever after. All of which, all of those notions are total delusion. The ship, i.e. planet Earth, was already going down by the day. Before COVID, those in power did and are continuing to do what they believe they have to do to maintain their hegemonic stranglehold on power until we collectively hit the wall at full velocity. Exactly what the controllers are up to isn't hard to decipher for any that conduct honest investigation and are then courageous enough to look straight at the wider horizon without flinching blinking, or the usual turning away completely, eyes wide shut. Most in first world societies have been well trained by the controllers to shun any news that they find depressing. It isn't socially acceptable to share or to pass on information that is unpleasant. Those who do courageously attempt to share unpalatable information are labeled pessimists. But are they? Is it pessimistic to throw oneself toward the desperate task of sounding the alarm while it can still accomplish something? If you're willing to face the oncoming train, no matter how bad the news, you're on the right broadcast. Stay tuned, and we'll examine the latest breaking dire data from the front line of biosphere and social collapse, which are, for those that still refuse to see it, inseparable. All is completely connected. This is Dane Wigington, host of the commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, a weekly non-political report that addresses and connects the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This is installment number 334 of the Bad News Broadcast for January 1st, 2022. Global Alert News weekly reports are brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of covert global climate engineering operations. This broadcast is now on the air in numerous AM and FM stations throughout the U.S. in Northern California, Oregon, Washington State, Colorado, Texas, Florida, Alabama, Ohio, New York, and most recently on the West Coast, Sacramento, San Francisco, and San Diego. An extended version of this weekly on-air broadcast is posted at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent radio and top stories sections. If you wish to share your thoughts and perspectives on climate engineering and the other converging catastrophes that are closing in on all of us, join us 
on the geoengineeringwatch.org website. That's geoengineeringwatch.org. My most sincere gratitude to those that have helped geoengineeringwatch.org to expand our desperate efforts to sound the alarm. Look up. Ask yourself, where have our deep blue skies gone? Why are weather patterns now so erratic and chaotic and destructive? Why does direct sunlight now often feel so intense? And though there are indeed countless contributing factors regarding each of those questions, what core part of the equation continues to be denied by all official sources and the corporate media they control? Stay tuned. And this final note, to learn what you never wanted to know about ongoing climate intervention operations, view the groundbreaking new documentary film, The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Much to cover. Let's press on. We are all truly on a runaway train of total insanity at this point for an expose on the circus of insanity that we call government and modern society, check out the new Netflix film, Don't Look Up. And if you view this film, ask yourself, is the human insanity it exposes just parody or reality? Except for the asteroid part, which was the metaphor for all that's actually happening and unfolding, but which they won't talk about or even try to expose on a Netflix film, fictional film, with much truth woven in. Anyway, the human race doesn't need to fear that an incoming asteroid will exterminate us and kill the entire planet. Based on our current trajectory, our species has already all but accomplished self-extermination in the geologic blink of an eye. And even now, with the oncoming train right in front of our faces, so few see it. But the willful blindness won't work for much longer. If the ongoing and accelerating global climate disruption operations were to be fully exposed to populations, the liability issue created for governments all over the world would be incalculable. Every single weather and climate-related cataclysm going back decades suddenly becomes a liability to all that were harmed, directly and indirectly. Once they, the public, know what has been done to them without their knowledge or consent, I ask this question, will enraged populations then take to the streets with their proverbial pitchforks and torches to seek out every single individual involved with weather warfare or with the effort to try to cover it up, i.e. corporate media and so-called weather disseminating agencies, which are nothing more than weather disinfo agencies? And will an awakened and outraged public then hold all of them legal and morally responsible. If by the collective efforts of those that are awake, aware, and committed to the common good, we can shine the full light of day on the climate engineering insanity, we'll find out the answers to those questions. Moving on, let's consider this recent report from numerous sources. The world has now entered the first of four major phases of chaos and financial destruction. Follow me through with this report, and then we'll make clear how completely inadequate it is. The report states there are lockdowns, quarantines, compulsory vaccines, COVID passports, closed schools, closed offices, major industries like leisure, hemorrhaging, airlines going bankrupt, shortages of labor, components, products, closed borders. And for the few people who dare to and can travel across borders, more bureaucracy, paperwork, and tests than in a police state. At the same time, Money printing and credit creation have gone exponential. 
The report then states, it is interesting that with almost 200 countries in the world, each country has different rules for how to deal with COVID. If all these rules were based on science, you would have thought that the rules would have been the same for all 200 countries. So now this report states the four major phases of what they call chaos and financial destruction. First phase, chaos number one, COVID. That's as far as I can go on that subject without being pulled from social media. I'll let the listener fill in the blanks. Second phase, chaos number two, global debt. Phase three, derivatives. For those that aren't familiar with derivatives, it's basically nothing. It's debt that's secured with nothing. Part of the stock market Ponzi scheme of artificial wealth. Chaos number four, time bombs. Let's look at these individually. The report states, if we look into the next five to 10 years and paint a picture of what could happen to the financial system, the risk the world is facing is horrifying, the report states. And again, they're not even looking at the wider horizon. They continue, global debt will certainly grow from 300 trillion to at least 500 trillion. That figure, they say, is really a gross underestimate. They continue, we add that global unfunded liabilities, i.e. pensions, Medicare, etc., are easily 500 trillion. Finally, we add to the derivatives of two quadrillion, also probably too conservative. Again, derivatives, in essence, nothing with a value placed on them. The, the card house... Ponzi scheme called the stock market used to pacify populations until the brutal bitter end, until we hit the wall. Artificial wealth. The only true wealth, by the way, is a functional environment and natural resources on which our entire existence completely depends. Report goes on with this. When counterparties fail, central banks will need to print all that money to prevent banks from failing. So the report says... If assumptions are right, global debt will have grown from 300 trillion to three quadrillion in the next five to 10 years. We'll never get that far. How clear is that? And there are so many, especially in financial institutions, that are so incredibly oblivious and willfully blind to the foundational factor on which all of their so-called wealth depends, a functional environment on which our lives completely depend. None of that and these equations, total delusion. The report continues, it is important to get out of debt, they say. Why? I want to ask that question. Why would that be important? When everything completely collapses, who's going to be around to collect that money? Simply asking a very logical, rational question. They continue, own physical gold and some silver. That will be your insurance against a rotten financial system. This question then begs to be asked. What insurance will we have against a planet that doesn't support life? And how much good will that shiny metal do us at that point? Can we eat it? Can we shelter with it? Can we drink it? No. Question, what happens the moment when there's not enough to go around? I.e. not enough to eat, not enough to drink, nothing to shelter with. The law of the jungle happens at blinding speed, and about Earth's rapidly collapsing resources and life support systems. It is these factors that will soon determine the population of the planet. These factors, along with whatever additional cards the controllers decide to play next, will they choose to trigger a nuclear exchange to put enough 
aerosol particulates into the atmosphere to slow the runaway meltdown of planet Earth. We can't know, but we do know that their desperation is increasing exponentially with each passing day. Our dying planet can no longer support the totality of the human race. It's not an opinion. It's a mathematical and statistical fact. The decimation being caused by climate intervention operations, for example, are radically accelerating the equation while contaminating every breath we take, indeed the entire surface of the planet, soils and waters included. And there are countless other forms of completely destructive human activities that are pounding the nails into our collective coffins with each passing day. Many still falsely equate the planet's carrying capacity with elbow room, as if that's all that's needed for our species to keep expanding forever. Many are still falsely convinced that since the whole of the human race could fit within the borders of Texas, that this is somehow proof that there's no problem with populations and that the human overexploitation of the planet can continue. But such conclusions are patently false. The planet's carrying capacity is dependent on available resources and not unsustainably depleting those resources, which we, the human race, have already done to a staggering degree, indeed in a geologic blink of the eye. So again I ask, what happens the moment there's not enough to go around? What cards will the controllers play? Consider this recent report. CIA advisor states, U.S. is closer to civil war than thought possible. From that report, a political science advisor who serves on a panel that advises the CIA on when countries might slide into civil war amid factors like undemocratic tendencies, has identified the U.S. as further down that potential path than many or most could even imagine. She stated, we are closer to civil war than any of us would like to believe. That's a statement from Dr. Barbara Walter, who serves on the Political Instability Task Force, which guides intelligence analysis on countries overseas that might be on the brink of conflict and how many already are. There's about three dozen countries descending into chaos right now. Do we hear anything about it while they're showing us the latest scripted drama on corporate media or the distract and divide stories intended to polarize populations and thus keep their eyes off of the wider horizon until the last possible moment? To be clear, we don't just face a potential civil war in the U.S. We face total global societal collapse and simultaneous biosphere collapse, which is in fact the core causal factor to all that's unfolding. How will the criminal cabal masquerading as the U.S. government maintain control, at least for the short term? The U.S. government is increasingly using mercenary forces, which in overseas conflicts, the U.S. government then doesn't disclose as conflict casualties. So the full extent of the mercenary forces are not known by the U.S. public. Question, how large a mercenary force do the controllers have at their disposal to attempt total control of the finally awakening U.S. population. Let's not forget the 2.4 billion rounds of hollow-point bullets that our government purchased in 2012 by agencies like so-called Homeland Security. Again, I ask, who are those bullets for? That's about seven bullets for every man, woman, child in this country. Is that perhaps Plan B if Plan A doesn't work out? And there's the 2010 census in which... The Census Bureau GPSed everybody's doorstep. And as I've stated on previous broadcasts, they hiked into my remote location twice to GPS my doorstep. Caught them both times. I contacted the Census Bureau multiple times to see if they had any legitimate answer for why they felt the need to do so. They never responded 
with any viable answer. Nothing. They had no reason for what they did. No reason for GPSing everybody's doorstep. But in a world that's filled with AI, drones, and various means of the few to control the many, don't all these dots connect clearly? Whatever comes, biosphere collapse will remain the bottom line fueling it all. It is the factor that will trump all other factors. And definitely no pun intended because all occupants of the White House are mere puppets of the power structure. All of them, whatever political stripe they wear, means nothing. Two sides of the same coin. Moving on. Has there been a complete change in strategy by the climate engineers? It seems the answer is yes. Winter weather warfare is being waged on the western U.S., coming on the heels of years of engineered drought and wildfires. Let's connect some dots. Just last month from the New York Times, this headline, as drought conditions worsen, California expands state of emergency. Governor Gavin Newsom said it was, quote, critical for residents to step up their water-saving efforts as the state ends its second driest year on record. It's actually much worse than that. The true severity of what's unfolding is always downplayed. From official high temperature readings to the underreporting of those and also the nighttime low temperatures, which are rising twice as fast as daytime highs, always underreported to mask the severity of what's unfolding from populations until the brutal bitter end. Now this from only two months ago, can trying to give an idea of the radical change that has occurred in the scheduled weather in recent weeks. Two months ago from CNN and many other sources, this, the drought in California this summer was the worst on record. Again, based on paleo data, the drought in the West is the worst in at least 1,400 years. Three months ago, this headline from September of this year, the LA Times stated, hot dry conditions worsen California drought. They state it's a combination of two things, a lack of rain, well, that makes sense, doesn't it? I wonder how many scientists it took to figure that one out, and those thirsty atmospheric conditions that desiccate the landscape for much of California. Consider again, climate engineering aerosols are desiccants. Aluminum nanoparticulates are desiccants. What do they use to put in deodorant? Aluminum. And think how incredibly insane that is, unless you look at through the eyes of the controllers who stand to gain from a population that's less cognitively functional and less healthy. Fluoridated water, mercury, and aluminum in various medical treatments. We know what those treatments are. By the way, the combination of mercury and aluminum makes the overall toxicity of those two metals up to 10,000 times worse. That's 100 times worse. That's based on peer-reviewed science study. All of this to help us, the controllers would tell us. But sorry about getting sidetracked. Anyway, climate aging aerosols are desiccants. They dry out atmospheric moisture. Can't have less overall moisture, less overall rain on a rapidly warming planet unless there's a factor we're not being told about. That factor is climate engineering. They have been droughting out the U.S. West very aggressively overall since 2007. And it seemed that was still scheduled until only a few weeks ago. One more article on this front. Recent article from the Desert Sun. La Nina arrives threatening to worsen California drought and wildfires and further strain food supply. And as I cover more headlines, this footnote for the record. In previous years, as I've stated in this broadcast 
multiple times. I've personally met with Gavin Newsom in his office at the Capitol to present geoengineeringwatch.org data on climate engineering. Met with Gavin and his top aide. They didn't refute the data because they couldn't refute the data because it's irrefutable. It's solid and verifiable. I've had closed door meetings with five top California EPA officials. I presented data to the California Energy Commission at the Capitol. I spoke to the entire California Air Resources Board. I've made six additional trips to the Capitol over the span of several years. And each time I distributed geoengineeringwatch.org printed materials to every single congressman's office, every single senator's office, every single committee office. I thoroughly made the rounds, so to speak, again, six additional times with my son and daughter carrying all the boxes of printed materials throughout the Capitol in order to get the job done. The so-called elected officials and the rest that I just mentioned that are all part of the criminal cartel known as the government of California know full well what's going on in our skies. They've officially done nothing to date that we're aware of. But nevertheless, the weather makers have now miraculously whipped up a parade of so-called winter storms that have arrived just in time for the holidays. And it would seem to save the day on the water situation in California, or at least to alter public perception and to blind them to the oncoming train of unfolding planetary omnicide being radically accelerated by covert climate disruption operations. Don't eat the snow or drink the water from it. And no, I don't say this in jest. I know firsthand several California state scientists that are trying to bring the climate engineering contamination to light. Geoengineeringwatch.org hopes that our pending legal action, which we'll publish more on soon, will allow us to subpoena these individuals for their testimony in a court of law in this state. And for the record, the legal effort is about one goal, exposing the insanity in our skies once and for all about the sudden complete change of scheduled weather for the dead and burned formerly Golden State. From last week, here's a sample of the kind of headline that the climate engineers and their controllers love to create. California's Sierra buried by up to 11 feet of snow, more ahead through New Year's Eve. And there's this similar headline, again, the type that the climate engineers absolutely strive to create. Lake Tahoe shatters 50-year December snowfall record with more than 16 feet of snow. More than the 11 feet just mentioned, of course. Tahoe is the new Boston, i.e. the public propaganda centerpiece. In 2014, the climate engineers hammered Boston over and over and over with record snows produced from the record warm Atlantic just off the coast using patented processes of chemical ice nucleating elements. More on that in a moment. But they created sensationalized headlines in Boston. It's all we saw. What weren't we told at that same time in 2014 while they were touting the snows in Boston? The Sierra and some of the mountains 14,000 feet up had nothing. No snow. But nobody said anything about that. I'll expose the contrast in a moment. Follow me through with these headlines. But the weather makers decide where they will dump mountains of chemically ice-nucleated frozen material and where they won't. The longer... They carry on the chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations the colder the surface temperatures generally become. But to be clear, so-called forecasting sources now commonly call for snow to begin falling at temperatures far above freezing, even into the low to mid 40 degree range. So-called heavy wet snow is all too often the result. Snow that adheres to tree foliage 
toppling trees all throughout the forest. Again, the root system's already compromised due to the toxic heavy metals, starting with aluminum that's in the rainfall. Toxic metals that are sterilizing soils, killing soil microbiome. That's why we don't see any soil duff decomposition in the forest. And there's the defoliants that are clearly being used, as I've spoken in previous broadcasts, in some of the fall rains that are causing leaves to die and hang on the trees. And I hear from people who claim that their education has taught them this is normal. It's not normal. Just because a power structure controlled institution tells you it's normal doesn't make it so. These trees like liquid ambers, sycamores, they are not meant to support a crown full of dead leaves all winter. That's absolutely a result of something very unnatural and certainly very toxic. So back to the heavy wet snow, as it's now called, that's often begins to fall at temperatures far above freezing. Here's a few AccuWeather.com quote forecast, i.e. the schedule weather, right off their site. 39 degrees with a little snow. This is for various days. Here's another one. 36 degrees, snow late. And one more. Actually, a forecast for this week in Northern California. 47 degrees with a bit of morning snow. Why is it snowing at 47 degrees? And how come people don't ask questions about that anymore? They just accept everything at face value, they're told. Why is that? Decades of programming. Decades of being trained not to question the official narrative. That somehow doing so is unpatriotic, socially unacceptable. When will that change? And we don't have much time. In an overall context, chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding temporarily dries up and disperses much of the moisture flows. This is an aspect of endothermic reacting materials, i.e. energy-absorbing elements. Search and review the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about these processes. Again, they are patented processes. We have governments like China previously announcing they were engaging in this practice with many forms of major media covering it. Went over that in last week's broadcast. Please help geoengineeringwatch.org to expose this core component of climate engineering operations. Engineering winter weather. Creating the widest possible expanse of sun-blocking cloud canopy is one of the solar radiation management agendas. But they can, when they want to do so, concentrate snow blasts to create the scenarios and sensationalize headlines that they need to craft public perception, division, and continuing confusion in regard to the true state of the climate. On that note, this headline from multiple sources, Western U.S. to close 2021 with record cold and feet of snow. From the report, the weather undoubtedly created headaches for travelers and residents at times, but it has also proven to be very beneficial in building up an expansive snowpack, again, don't eat that snow, across most of the mountain ranges in the region. Through the final week of 2021, the cold and unsettled weather regime is expected to continue. Record-challenging cold weather will remain in place across the Northwest early this week, resulting in impressively low snow levels. In some locales, Sunday morning, snow is reported down to sea level in Washington. Of course, don't look at the temperatures again that are far above freezing in so many cases, which they can lower if they continue the process as I stated. They end with this. Snowy pattern has ski lovers jumping for joy. Pacify populations with toxic snow or any other thing you can use to pacify them. Artificially inflated stock markets. Tell them whatever they want to hear until the brutal bitter end. The Weather Channel disinformation actors also commonly push wind chill temperatures in a very deceptive manner, a manner in which their viewers can be and likely are deceived into believing that the wind chill temperatures are the actual temperatures, which of course they are not. 
more breaking biosphere collapse headlines in a moment. But first, the latest Weather Channel theatrically named Engineered Winter Weather Events. Winter Storm Atticus, Winter Storm Bankston, Cary, Delphine, and now Elmer in December alone. December 1st is the official start of meteorological winter in the Northern Hemisphere. What agendas are accomplished by the Weather Channel disinformation actors naming completely engineered winter weather events to sensationalize those events? Question, do the Weather Channel minions know that the public is waking up to the part they are playing in the ongoing climate engineering cover-up? Flashback to this Weather Channel headline footnote from the first day of winter last year in 2020. Quote, Dubbed Winter Storm Dane by the Weather Channel, the storm system has dumped more than a foot of snow in the past 12 hours. Just the kind of winter weather headline that the controllers need on the first day of winter to make sure populations believe the planet is not actually melting down. Because winter is happening somewhere, that's how the game is played. I'm sure the name thing had nothing to do with my constant on-air attempt to expose the Weather Channel paid liars. And in regard to that mission, I can use all the help I can get. Let's head to the far north for some headlines that are not being sensationalized or all too often even mentioned. From the Washington Post, Alaska experiences record high temperature for December and freezing rain. The report states Kodiak soared to 67 degrees on Sunday while other towns experienced record rain. Some of the nighttime lows in Alaska were over 50 degrees. Let's put this into context. Imagine running a 5K and winning the race by a full 10 minutes. That's analogous to what's transpiring in Alaska at the moment. An exceptional slew of records has tumbled in the wake of extreme warmth with highs up to 45 degrees above average. On Sunday, the Kodiak tide gauge hit 67 degrees as stated at 2.17 p.m. In addition to being a local record, it set a monthly record for the entire state for December. The anomalous warmth has also brought record moisture with top-tier rainfall totals Thanks to the air's capacity to transport more humidity. Been over that on broadcast after broadcast. Must rain more overall on a warming planet. The atmosphere carries 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. Based on frontline data, we are likely past 3.5 degrees C warming right now over pre-industrial temperatures. About the freezing rain in Alaska and so many other locations. Often, the endothermic reacting chemical ice nucleating elements hit the surface before they set up and freeze. That's exactly why there's so many ice storms now. And now we have, commonly, we're told a warm side to winter storms and a cold side as they're often pumping moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico up the eastern U.S., chemically ice nucleating it all the way along. And there's an ice storm transition zone between the warmer moisture and where it finally starts to nucleate to some sort of frozen material. You have a transition zone of of ice storm now. And the reason is climate engineering and chemical ice nucleating elements, and they are hitting the surface before they're setting up and freezing. You don't have a warm side to a winter storm and a cold side since when? Can people remember what weather used to be like? And now they believe any yarn that the disinformation so-called meteorologist can cook up and spit out? This final excerpt from the report regarding the record warmth in Alaska. They state the ongoing warmth in Alaska is tied to a sprawling dome of stagnant high pressure located southeast of the Aleutians in the northeastern Pacific, reinforced by unusually warm ocean waters north of Hawaii. The high pressure heat dome is inducing sinking air. That brings about additional warming. I've been over this broadcast after broadcast after broadcast. The ground-based ionosphere heater 
microwave radio frequency transmission facilities like HARP can and are creating an electrical chain reaction in the ionosphere that creates a dome of high pressure. There's about a hundred of these facilities around the world. They are decimating the planet's life support systems. And this is known technology. It's not disputed. This is not theory, speculation, or hypothesis. This is how they steer upper-level wind currents, thus how they steer precipitation. And we have the entire so-called meteorological community ignoring all of this, so-called academia ignoring all of it, so-called elected officials ignoring all of it, so-called official agencies ignoring all of it. The whole of the matrix, i.e. all those who are either actively or passively a part of it, pretending that the current paradigm will somehow magically continue to function. Any such notion is total delusion, and as the status quo crumbles, along with ecological collapse, power structure desperation is going exponential. How incredibly obvious is their desperation at this point? In how many ways is it manifesting? Time to wake up. And in the meantime, in a different part of the world, the climate chaos continues to accelerate from multiple sources. Record-setting snowfall slams parts of Japan. From that report, several Japanese cities had, quote, the greatest snowfall totals ever recorded in a 24-hour period, according to the Japanese Meteorological Agency. They further state snowfall of this magnitude led to major travel issues across much of the country over the holiday weekend and beyond. Sound familiar? U.S. West Coast? They continue, slick conditions led to multiple incidents, including accidents and strandings on major roadways across the country. Again, we know that the patented processes of chemical ice nucleation for weather modification include surfactants. Surfactants are what make soap, soap. It's part of the climate engineering dispersions because surfactants can help keep the particles from coagulating, i.e. clumping together. We've tested this frozen material that shouldn't be called snow, and it contains surfactants, extraordinarily slick. Continuing, destructive weather even dug its claws into air travel. And that kind of theatrical statement, that's what the climate engineers want. That's what their media minions to put out to theaterize all the engineered winter weather. Final excerpt from this report. AccuWeather forecasters say the atmospheric pattern that allows for sea-effect snow is set to continue. Additionally, the Japanese Meteorological Agency has put avalanche watches into at least midweek. The layers of ice, again, when you're chemically nucleating cloud moisture, often some of that material hits the surface before it sets up and freezes. So you have layers of ice, surfactant, permeated ice. And these layers between various additions of frozen material as each successive snow comes makes this buildup much more likely to slough off, makes avalanches much more likely. Pressing on with more engineered winter weather headlines, exactly what the climate engineers want. From AccuWeather.com, again, old man winter to serve up more travel woes for the Northeast. From that report, Pennsylvania and New York will be the most likely areas for slick travel Again, been over that, surfactants in the snow. And for the record to state again, I realize snow and ice are slick and slippery. But when there's unnatural elements on top of all of that, it makes the situation radically worse. And we know that there's surfactants in the chemically nucleated frozen material that now passes for snow because we've tested it from multiple locations. Continuing from this report... 
but there may be enough chilly air behind the weakened storm for a period of ice to occur as far south as some of the northwestern suburbs of Baltimore and Washington, D.C., and as far east as New York City metro areas. The cold air behind the fronts, when you nucleate enough material, it creates a very cold air of air from the clouds down. Heavy cold air of air sinks to the surface, so there typically is a period of time in which the temperatures are the lowest after these fronts pass through. That's, that's how the climate engineers are setting up these conveyors of so-called winter storms, nucleating cloud moisture and cooling down various regions in a very lethal game of winter weather whack-a-mole. Cities firmly in the path of this early week visit from, quote, old man winter, again, sensationalized, include Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Buffalo, New York, Harrisburg, Allentown, Pennsylvania, major metropolitan areas like Detroit, New York City, Philadelphia will walk a fine line between, listen carefully, precipitation arriving as all rain or potential for some wintry mix on Monday, i.e. they are nucleating that precipitation, cooling it down, but it often does not create the conditions they want, so you have the, quote, wintry mix. And next, this report goes on to describe it. Flurries and potentially some freezing drizzle will push across more of northern New York and reach into New England Monday night. This is last Monday. The freezing drizzle, freezing fog, all of these harbingers of chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding processes. These are patented processes. You can view those patents under the patents list at geoengineeringwatch.org. Report goes on to say cooler air will filter in behind the storm, as I already stated, and bring chilly conditions back to much of the northeast. Temperature yo-yo up, down, up, down. With this cooler air, travelers in northern New England and northern New York have the best chance to encounter some slick spots for Tuesday. Been over that. What amounts to soap-soaked snow. Then they say there will likely be a zone of sleet, freezing rain, and snow setting up from northern Pennsylvania into upstate New York. This is, again, they're pushing for the northeast storms. I'll cover this more later in the broadcast. They're pushing moisture from the record-warm Gulf of Mexico. And you have now typically, commonly, a zone of freezing rain between the warmer precipitation and when there's enough nucleation done, chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, to start to create frozen material that reaches the surface. In between that, you have the freezing rain Zone In between now what we're told are the warm side of the winter storm and the cold side, which is utterly preposterous, historically speaking, meteorologically. So consider you have all these so-called forecasting agencies now simply tasked with covering the tracks of the climate engineers. They then state, Mother Nature may even have a few tricks up her sleeve as the region prepares to say goodbye to 2021 as the persistent stormy pattern across the Northeast shows no sign of letting up, funneling moisture in, chemically nucleating it, and cooling those regions down, while other regions are literally burning up. I'll get to that shortly as well. AccuWeather forecasters are closely monitoring the potential for more potent storms to swing through the eastern half of the United States shortly after the calendar flips to 2022. This is all the scheduled weather. We have all the way down to the local meteorologist level. They're literally reading scripts passed down to them at the top from Raytheon, private defense contractor and primary climate engineering participant. Raytheon does all the weather modeling for the National Weather Service and NOAA, the nation's weathermen. And those two agencies both have illegal federal gag orders on them. Think about that. So we literally have those who are creating the weather creating the models, creating the so-called forecasts, which are literally the scheduled weather scripts. 
Another one from AccuWeather. Warmest Christmas ever, they say. Sweltering month in the plains to continue. They say some major cities could see their highest Christmas temperatures in nearly 100 years, while others could be in need of an all-new record book for Christmas. Shattering temperatures, i.e. high temperatures, and wildfires are coming with them. Again, I'll get to that in a moment. Another headline, January reality check in store for the Southeast after record hot December. Winter weather whiplash. Another example of it right here. The final month of 2021 has been summer-like throughout much of the South Central and Southeastern United States, but AccuWeather meteorologists are warning residents to not pack away their winter jackets just yet. While many areas are on the verge of shattering their all-time December average temperature record, again, on the high end, an influx of sharp cold air could make conditions a lot more seasonable in the opening days of 2022. And they always say could, may, might, because they don't know. The scheduled weather might be changed. The strategy of the climate engineers might be changed, as has happened in the U.S. West. They are clearly have clearly altered radically what was scheduled from about five weeks ago and before they have radically altered their strategy. Instead of continuing to cut off the flows of moisture into the U.S. West, they're now fire hosing it in and chemically nucleating it. The AccuWeather report then states, following the warmest Christmas on record for many areas, the October-like temperatures will be locking in place through the end of the month. Daily temperature departures will rise 15 to 30 degrees Fahrenheit above average in much of the region. Again, talking about the southeast, forecast highs for the remaining days of 2021 will also close the record warm month in Texas on a hot note. Amarillo, Texas is currently poised to beat its December record so far by five degrees. Again, speaking about the whole month in some of those regions. About to change, though. They're going to swing the pendulum back the other way, it appears, based on the current weather schedule. There are far too many locations in the central states that are likely to set the warmest December on record. On the northern end of the country, Chicago may finish this month within a degree of the all-time December record high. Again, that's for the whole month. After all this warmth, they state, some in the region may find themselves asking, so when does the winter actually start? They then state some signs may suggest soon. Again, the scheduled weather coming, winter weather whiplash, the northward bulging jet stream, think ionosphere heaters manipulating upper level pressure zones, thus steering upper level wind currents, thus steering the moisture. Jet stream, which has been responsible for the warmth in the region, will soon flatten out and plunge southward for a time in January. With it, comes the massive cold air that has left parts of North America frozen this week from all the processes already described in this broadcast. In the Northern Plains, for example, temperatures may struggle to get above zero early in the week and will be 20, 25 to to 30 degrees below average. Temperatures are forecast, i.e. scheduled, to take the plunge over portions of the Southern Plains on New Year's Day. Oklahoma City temperatures are forecast to crash into the 30s on Saturday and then plummet into the teens Saturday night. Again, the theatrical terms that are used to, in essence, cover the tracks of the climate engineers and chemical ice nucleation operations. Well, keeping all that in mind, next excerpt from this report. A strong northwest to southeast temperature contrast zone will set up from the central and southern plains to the Ohio Valley and mid-Atlantic region during the first half of January. These radical departures of temperature from one extreme to the other over very small geographic areas, the 
transition zone between these two contrasts becoming ever more extreme. They then state the temperature contrast will set up as an active storm track. They then state, on the storm train's colder side, snow is likely to fall, while flooding rain and severe thunderstorms can occur in the warm zone, and i.e. tornadoes. And they say this, in between, episodes of ice are possible. Everything I've already outlined in this broadcast, pumping this far above freezing moisture, often from the record warm Gulf of Mexico, pushing it north toward where they are engineering chemically ice-nucleated winter weather, and this freezing zone of ice storm in, in between, the transition zone. That's exactly what they're describing, and all of this is covering the tracks of the climate engineers. There's not a meteorologist that can walk and chew gum that doesn't know this is going on, but all of them, to protect their paychecks and their pensions and their meaningless reputations, are simply reading scripts, doing exactly what they're told and pretending none of this is happening. And I don't know how they look themselves in the mirror. I truly don't. But it's going to take all of us to pass on credible data to these people and see as many other credible active individuals as you can in that kind of messaging so that the person you're sending it to, pointing out data to them that they can then no longer ignore because so many people are a part of that messaging, then they know that they are being held accountable by many individuals who now know that they know what's going on in our sky so that the whole of academia can't continue to be minions for the power structure while they decimate what's left of the planet's life support systems. On that note, Earth's life support systems are broken. The atmosphere, the climate, and the web of life. The controllers continue to pretend they're trying to fix it all. But of course, they aren't. Power structures around the world are pressing on, full speed ahead with business as usual. Loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing is left. And for those that don't yet see this part of the picture, no matter how much conflict or tension that we are told there is between nations, understand all major powers and even satellite countries are colluding and cooperating either actively or passively on CV-19 and climate engineering. It cannot be otherwise. Cannot have this type of consistent cooperative effort between all global powers without the behind-the-scenes colluding and cooperating and whatever else seems to be occurring on the surface and whatever tensions there may be. It's like mafia families that are fighting over the same turf they absolutely work together. At some point in time, might those tensions become real? Might conflict actually break out? Absolutely, it could happen. But in the meantime, understand that they are all colluding and cooperating on the major issues we face from CV-19 to climate engineering. It cannot be otherwise. And to reiterate this point, what's the most destructive human activity of all? And this is saying a lot because there are too many destructive human activities to even begin to comprehend. Ongoing and accelerating climate intervention operations, a.k.a. total climate disruption insanity. And to drive this point home one more time, what core component of climate engineering operations are almost all completely ignoring, including the vast majority of those that claim to be fighting to expose climate engineering? Chemical ice nucleating cloud seeding, patented processes that are literally manufacturing winter weather at the whim of the climate engineers. On that note, more sensationalized headlines created from these processes. Wintry blast to continue through New Year's in Seattle and Portland. The report then states, as old man winter continues lobbing 
Heavy snowballs at Seattle, Washington, and Portland, and Oregon. A frigid blast of cold air is set to rush into the Pacific Northwest this week, making for the region's coldest New Year's Eve in years. Exactly the kind of headlines that climate engineers and their controllers want. AccuWeather experts have stated that the cold and snowy pattern is expected to continue well into the start of 2022 in the Northwest. Script readers, all of them. Next headline, same theme, multiple sources. Multi-day severe weather outbreak to begin on New Year's Eve. That report says, as Americans bring in the new year and say goodbye to 2021, a large portion of the country will be at risk for a serious severe weather outbreak that could involve nocturnal tornadoes. That's the most deadly, of course, the nighttime tornadoes. And again, what's causing this? Because they're pushing... Moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico north, it's colliding with the chemically nucleated cooler surface air that's from the moisture being fire hose from the Pacific inland, and of course volatility must occur in the atmosphere. On that note, this headline, massive storm to spread disruptive snow from Denver to Detroit on New Year's weekend. But wait, Colorado's on fire, isn't it? Hundreds of homes burning. I'll get to that in a moment. Now, they're telling us about the massive snowstorm that's about to hit. How much more radical can the weather whiplash swings become? And Denver's been a target for many years because it sits in a bowl. And that cold, dense air that comes from chemical ice nucleating operations descends to the surface because it's heavy, sits in the Denver bowl, and creates the headlines they want. Like Denver going from... Three, I believe three times in the last four or five years, going from a record high, I believe last spring it was near 85 degrees, to single digits in a day. And people think that's nature. Old man winter, we're told. No, climate engineering operations and chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. And too many are using these events, these completely engineered events, to fortify their ideology, false ideology, of coming ice age and global cooling. Exactly the narratives the climate engineers want. And how does parroting the narratives they want the public to parrot help to fight and expose and halt climate engineering? Answer, it doesn't. It doesn't. And upon hearing me say that, many will falsely conclude that I must be in love with all the bought, sold, and paid for environmental groups. No, of course not. Of course not. But the fact of the matter is, How can anyone from any perspective have any legitimate discussion about the climate or the state of the climate without first and foremost addressing climate engineering? You can't. You can't legitimately discuss the climate without addressing climate engineering first, and you can't legitimately discuss climate engineering operations without addressing chemical ice nucleation for weather modification and the engineered winter weather warfare it creates. From this massive storm headline, they state an enormous winter storm will mark the end of 2021, again sensationalizing everything, and the beginning of 2022 by producing accumulating and travel halting snowfall in at least 18 states. They love to pile on these types of headlines, even if there's only an inch or two in some of these states, because again, the endothermic reaction dries up much of that moisture, and yes, they can pile up snow in certain places. It's important to remember There are no absolutes in this equation. There are generalities, but the climate engineers can manipulate the scenario as they choose, depending on the materials they used, depending on the manner in which they seed the cloud moisture, many variables. Always remember that. This report continues. 
the 18 southwestern United States, the Midwest, and even parts of Canada during the holiday weekend. Meteorologists say packing enough power to drop up to eight inches of snow in some major areas, including Chicago. In Chicago, it has had no snow for nearly a record, and they managed, right before the record, all-time record was broken, they managed to drop a tenth of an inch or some ridiculously low amount so that they wouldn't have to declare that record. The report then states, due to the cross-continent storms timing coinciding with the New Year's holiday, major travel disruptions are anticipated just in time for the holidays. Just nature? Think again. They then state, after a warm day with highs in the 70s, it's fitting into exactly the scenarios I've been describing through this whole broadcast, on Friday in Dallas, Texas, temperatures are forecast to fall through the 50s and 40s and on New Year's Day into the 20s Saturday night. Winter weather whiplash, not nature, climate engineering. Now let's get into another form of deception. This one from AccuWeather. Weather Channel does the same thing. They're real feel temperatures. And the public, when they watch this, they don't remember the real feel part. They mistakenly believe that these are the actual ambient temperatures, which they are not. So they state temperatures will range from below zero to the single digits. This is the real field temperatures over the central and southern plains in the wake of the storm. In some cases, it may feel 50, 60, and even 80 degrees colder by New Year's Day compared to conditions experienced in much of December. That is a wind chill temperature, their real field temperature. So yes, when the wind's blowing 100 miles an hour, it feels a little bit colder, doesn't it? But that doesn't mean you should pass that off in a manner that deceives the public into thinking that's the actual temperature when it is not. They then state the same potent winter storm will also be responsible for, as I stated earlier, major outbreak of severe weather that will include tornadoes from parts of Texas to the Ohio Valley to the Tennessee Valleys from Friday night into Saturday. This we can say for certain that... The entire climate system is totally disrupted. It is being manipulated on a scale that can not truly be comprehended. And thus, there is no natural weather at this point. None. Pressing on, other parts of the world, more headlines, chemical ice nucleation, assault on populations. Again, climate engineering, the crown jewel of the military-industrial complex, the weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault. So many forms of destructive climate chaos. Another headline, frosts hit almost all China, northeast with historic negative 44.4 degrees C. Strongest frost in the region in history. From that report, frost even appeared in southernmost subtropical and almost tropical climate zones. Extremely cold air froze many waterfalls, coastal areas in the region. Even in Beijing, temperatures dropped below negative 10 degrees C. What an incredible coincidence. Just in time for the Winter Olympics because the snow situation wasn't looking so well before. On that note, consider this headline posted last week from Fox News. Five weeks before the Winter Olympics, China has almost no snow. From that report, February's Beijing Games will depend almost entirely on artificial snow. With just five weeks until the Games begin, organizers are racing to coat the slopes in high-quality snow, a vast and complex task that critics say is environmentally unsustainable. Of course it's unsustainable. Nearly every aspect of so-called industrialized, militarized society is totally and completely unsustainable. It's completely insane. It's an exercise in short-term self-annihilation. The whole human race is about to find out the hard way just how true 
all of this is. And about covert climate engineering operations, of course, governments around the world again are doing it. They are neck deep in climate engineering operations. Chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations are increasingly at the top of the list of climate intervention operation insanity. Again, search and review the entire engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. The information and images will shock you. You will never see winter the same again. Same theme, another headline, different part of the world. Frost Inferno for Poland, the headline states. Ukraine and Romania, it's abnormal, the headline states. Negative 30 to negative 40 C, extraordinarily cold surface temperatures. The temperature might jump 30 or 40 degrees, 1,000 feet up or 1,500 feet up, but the public does not know that. Another headline, dangerous ice rain hit Hungary. Warnings issued, frozen rain, now so incredibly common as the nucleated material hits the surface before it sets up and freezes. This report states, under the weight of the thick ice, trees fell, branches were broken, and the electricity supply was cut off. They go on to state, temperatures were 30, negative 30 C in continental European basins, just like the Denver Basin. That's where they can create the, the coldest Temperature zones. Frost with the possibility of negative 40 and lower temperatures in Scandinavia. Again, severe frosts are forecasted for Italy, the Balkans, Greece, and Turkey as well. Another headline. Strange and suspiciously extreme blizzard on GFS. That's some modeling outputs for parts of Europe. To repeat that headline, suspiciously extreme blizzard. Will the so-called experts, the so-called climate scientists, gather the courage to stand up and tell the truth at some point before there's nothing left to salvage? On that note, this headline from MSNBC, quote, Earth Emergency looks at the impact of climate change. Earth Emergency? Yes. Just climate change? No. Here's the correct term for what's unfolding on planet Earth, an abrupt climate collapse being further fueled by climate intervention operations. Those that don't believe either of these facts will soon. Wait and see. Bouncing back to North America. More tornadoes coming for parts of the U.S. yet again. As stated earlier, the weather manipulators are pushing moisture north from the record warm Gulf of Mexico to fuel the chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations creating winter weather in the U.S. Northeast. And as the entire climate system continues to be completely manipulated, completely disrupted from climate intervention operations, disrupted in every conceivable way, what else happens in the middle of winter in Colorado? Wind-fueled fires spark evacuations in Boulder, Colorado. From that report, fires fanned by strong wind gusts prompted evacuation orders for about 30,000 people in Boulder, Colorado. That was on Thursday. Officials said... The rapidly moving fires burned an estimated 580 homes. How strong were the straight line wind gusts? Up to 115 miles an hour. On top of the endless list of human-caused damage to planet Earth and the climate system, all-out weather warfare is being waged on populations around the world. And nearly the whole of the human race is pretending it isn't happening.
We live in a world that has far too many spineless conformist cowards that are completely committed to supporting the power structure matrix of total insanity until the brutal, bitter end. And all the while, the weather warfare rages on in our skies in various forms, from record droughts to deluges to engineered weather and temperature whiplash events. Where is honor? When will the legions of liars in so many arenas summon the courage and virtue to tell the truth? When? When there's nothing left to salvage of our dying planet? There can be no legitimate discussion of climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging and addressing the climate intervention operations. Back to the U.S. West. A recent report from the Atlantic.com stated this, acute scarcity drives the search for water underground. Again, when there's not enough to go around, the law of the jungle will prevail immediately. Food production will crash. Shells will empty out. Wait and see. It's coming soon. The report then states what hangs in the balance is even more than the loss of livelihoods, commodities, or an entire region's economy. They state it is the character of who we want to be as a people. Question who do we want to be as a people? Next question, who do we want to be as individuals, as fathers, as mothers, as brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, husbands, wives, friends, neighbors? As we march forward into 2022, what kind of human beings do we want to be? The light on the horizon, or what's left of it, is fading fast. If we are going to collectively make a difference, if we're going to stand and be counted, it's now or never. The complete collapse of what was is a given. Now, what remains to be known is this. Can we yet salvage enough of Earth's remaining life support systems so that some might make it through what's coming? And if so, will they carry forward the knowledge of what once was? Will the survivors carry forward the lessons necessary for our species to advance beyond the current low level of willfully blind self-extermination. Collectively, we must learn to look past the circus of scripted mass distraction theater being pumped out by the power structure and their media minions. We must focus on dealing with the single largest hole in the bottom of the boat, i.e. the planet's collapsing life support systems. All forms of human destruction to the planet must be halted starting with exposing and halting the single most destructive human activity of all, climate intervention operations. If we can accomplish that, we can at least buy time. We can then begin to focus on a long and growing list of other challenges. As the proverb goes, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. In regard to halting the climate engineering insanity, that, if accomplished, would be a quantum leap in the right direction. The planet must be allowed to respond to the damage already done on its own, or we have no chance for even near-term survival. Each of us, all of us, must learn how to effectively and efficiently introduce dire data to others. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific details on what to do and how to do it. The clock is ticking. The hands are now near midnight. Please, please march with us in this most critical battle to sound the alarm. If we can reach a critical mass of awareness, countless wheels in this battle will begin to turn on their own. We would have a chance of stopping much of the insanity from the inside out, as many participants in it are awakened to the fact that they are quite literally participating in their own demise. But whatever the final outcome, choosing to do what is right because it is right is a life well lived. It's a story that ended well. No one can take that from us, ever.
Please, make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.